This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. This is The Drop Podcast. I am your host, Lance DeScott, and we are back for another game recap, the Blues versus the Bruins Stanley Cup Game 4. It still seems strange to me that the Blues are in the Stanley Cup. Not that I'm a negative person, but to put it into uh, perspective, when I first started watching the Blues is when I moved out from California when I was six years old. So I've been watching the Blues a long time. I went to almost every home game up to the time I was about 13, 14 years old. So for me to sound shocked sometimes, you've got to understand where I'm coming from. I was born in August of 1969. The Blues played their last Stanley Cup game in 1970. So let's look at that. I was around eight to nine months old, somewhere in that range, probably closer to nine months old, when the Blues were last in the Stanley Cup. So if sometimes I just sound too excited or too shocked, that is why. But let's get into this game. This game was much different than Game 3. In Game 3, we saw the Blues make mistake after mistake. Jordan Bennington wasn't his best. The defense was bad. Too many penalties. Game 4 was totally different, just like most of us, including myself, thought it would be. This team does not like to be embarrassed, especially after their big run in the second half of the season. They're a team that takes pride in their play, and yeah, they're going to have some bad games. But we've seen in the playoffs this team Bounce back time and time again. And this game would be one of those type of games. I think it was key for the Blues to get out to a quick start, and they did. 43 seconds in, they go up one to nothing. Perron able to take this again, and that canceled off. I mean, he recovered and got it on back there for a wrister by Vince Dunn that is sent away. a great save right before this goal. Shot from the point, redirected by Sanford, and then the wraparound from Ryan O'Reilly. O'Reilly won the faceoff to start the whole play, and Rass not able to reach over with that left leg. You love how quick Vince Dunn put that puck on goal. Yeah, it's going crazy like a knuckleball. And Ryan O'Reilly, who had a real tough game number three, shows up to start for game four here. Another example of when you put the puck on the net, Good things happen a lot of the times you do it. The Blues are moving the puck in the offensive zone very crisply. They came out into this game immediately from the drop of the puck, and I thought looked much better, looked much faster in this fourth game. Ryan O'Reilly gets that Vince Dunn rebound, wraps it around. Tuka Rest can't get back in time to put his pad across there, and the Blues are up one to nothing. That goal by O'Reilly would be his fourth of the playoffs. Sanford gets his second assist. Dunn gets a sixth assist, 43 seconds in. The Blues looked very good in this first period. I would say they looked like a totally different team than they did in that third game. But you know that Boston's a good team. They're not just going to lay down. And Charlie Coyle gets his ninth goal of the year, 13 minutes, 14 seconds in. 
to knot this one up at one. With Chara, slides one on ahead to Heinen. Heinen alone right now, but his team is changing. Regathers reinforcements, and now it's Chara marching on, and a shot safe. Rebound, score! And it's Charlie Coyle! And the game is tied! Charlie Coyle's as hot as any player in the Stanley Cup final. Denton Heinen's going to take a hit to make a play. Shen comes in, lowers the boom. They keep the play alive. Charlie Coyle don't hang out in the corner. Get to the front of the net, and he does. It'll take that Chara shot and put it by Jordan Bennington to tie the game up. Second chance opportunity. Bennington makes a good save off the initial shot from Chara that is redirected by Coyle, but a quick little push. Get it past the left leg. Bennington makes the initial save on that shot by Chara. Really hard to control the rebound in that instance. Charlie Coyle heads to the net and puts it past Jordan to make it one to one. You cannot blame Jordan Bennington on that one, really. It was just some hard work by Charlie Coyle. His ninth goal of the playoffs, Chara gets his 14th assist, 13 minutes, 14 seconds in. We've got a great game to watch. The Blues did not stand around. They didn't pout. They didn't feel sorry for themselves. Under two minutes later, Vladimir Tarasenko would put one in to give the Blues a 2-1 lead late in the first period. Pareko, then it is Blay, slipping it further, and then it's dropped back on now for Blay to Shen. Shen dropped one further. It came all the way back now for Petrangelo's Just some great puck movement again by the Blues. They get the puck in the offensive zone. Shin has it, works with it, passes it back. Petrangelo takes the shot, and who's there to get the rebound? Vladimir Tarasenko, when he's right there, I don't know of many goalies that are going to stop him. If he doesn't score right there, it's normally because he didn't put a good enough shot on goal. You're not going to stop him very much from that part of the ice. That goal would be Tarasenko's 11th of the playoffs. Petrangelo gets his 12th assist. Shim, with that hard work in the zone, gets a seventh assist. 15 minutes, 30 seconds in. The Blues are up 2-1, to one, and that's how the first period would end. You know, even though the Blues only outshot Boston 13-9, I thought the Blues really carried the play in this game. They looked much, much better. They looked more like the team that won game two in this game, and that's the way they're going to have to play to win this Stanley Cup. As we're headed into the second period, we know it's going to be a tough period. Boston's going to come out and give them their all, and the Blues cannot make any mistakes. Well, they made a huge mistake. The Blues got a power play, but due to some lackadaisical play, Boston gets a shorthanded goal to tie this one up at two. The Bruins are not on the bench. Ahead now, Marshawn. Marshawn delays. Gets it on now to Bergeron. Bergeron, a shot save. plays by the Bruins. Marshawn buys some time. Now he flips his puck up and then Bergeron hand to stick. Big rebound and Carlo jumps into the play. And he just jumps in and snaps it off the glove. This was a huge brain fart. The Blues for some reason looked like at that point after they got that power play opportunity they didn't look crisp. They were slow. They allowed the Bruins 
to hit the puck out of their end. They got it down to the offensive zone. Bergeron ends up with it, takes the initial shot. Bennington makes a save, but the puck is kicked out right to Brandon Carlo, and he gets his first ever Stanley Cup playoff goal. Bergeron gets his eighth assist. Marchand gets his 13th assist. 14 minutes, 39 seconds in. We're tied at two. The Blues outshot Boston in that period 12-2, but I still thought the Blues really carried the play. Both teams had some good opportunities. Both goalies stood strong, and we're going to decide this game in the third period. I thought it was back and forth throughout most of the beginning of the third period, up until this first goal in the third period, when Ryan O'Reilly would get his second goal of the game to give the Blues a 3-2 lead. Responsibilities in this game. Brought back on by Petrangelo. Fires, shrugged away. Rebound, stop! It is O'Reilly! It's 3 to 2! We've talked all series long of how active the Blues defensemen are. Big shot, rebound, and Ryan O'Reilly with his second here in game four. A tough shot to control your rebound. It goes right into the slot, and O'Reilly buries it. Just as the Blues' second goal, it proves that you got to go to the net. That second goal, Tarasenko heads to the net. The puck's right there for him, puts it past Tukarask. This one, Petrangelo takes the shot. Who's heading to the net? Ryan O'Reilly for his second goal of the game. He puts it past Tukarask. Just great effort by the Blues. Hard work, which is what they did not do in that third game. That goal by O'Reilly to be his fifth of the playoffs, second of this game. Petrangelo gets his 13th assist. Gunnarsson gets his second assist. 10 minutes, 38 seconds in. The Blues are up 3-2. They controlled the rest of this period. I thought Boston did have a few opportunities, but they weren't anything huge. And the Blues closed this one out with an empty net goal from Braden Shin at 18:31 to give them a 4-2 win. Now let's head into the stats of the game and look at the tell of the tape, as they say. The Blues outshot the Bruins 38-23. The faceoff battle was won by the Blues 52% to 48%. Neither team scored a power play goal. The Bruins were 0-2. The Blues were 0-3. There were a lot of hits in this game. The Blues had 44. The Bruins had 41. The Bruins outblocked the Blues 15-7. The Blues had nine giveaways to the Bruins 6. Now let's head to the post-game interviews where we're going to hear from Alex Petrangelo, Ryan O'Reilly, Vladimir Tarasenko, and then, of course, Coach Craig Berube on this huge win over the Bruins in Game 4 to knot this series up at two games apiece and head back to Boston. Hey, Alex. Hey. Good to see you. I want to ask you about tonight's uh, resilient comeback. Notably, in the first period, can you describe the relentlessness of you and your team? Well, I've said it before, things don't really seem to phase us, and... Obviously, last game got out of hand, and we weren't too proud of that. But we felt like last game we did actually start pretty well, uh, first five, ten minutes. So we just used the same thing, and we used everybody. We used everybody early on in games, and it puts teams on their heels, and we get a lot of momentum and opportunities from that. Second row, Dan. Uh, Alex and Ryan, I guess on the winning goal, Alex, it looked like you looked up a little bit. Did you notice that they might have been slow coming off the bench and that why you, you yeah, put that shot on? Dove Ryan, did for, you notice too? Dove in for a change, and then... Um, it's tough to be the goalie from that angle. When you got traffic on the net like that, you're just trying to shoot it 
hard, make him make a good save, and hopefully get a rebound. So it's a great job by him driving the net because if he doesn't do that, it's probably easy rebound for him. Yeah, it was just kind of we think we're catching him in the change, and it was just quick up mindset that we kind of talked about as a team having, and yeah, he just kind of tried to get speed to go to the net, and obviously it was a great shot, good bounce. Back left, Stephen. For Vladimir and Alex, how much did you notice uh, Tuka Rask giving up a lot of rebounds tonight? And I guess how much of uh, how much did that help you guys be able to generate offense off those rebounds? Uh, I think first of all, I think we shoot the puck way more in this game and. Uh, it's playoffs, a little bit different game than regular season. You don't have a, like clear shots, and people try to block shots all the time. So to find your chances, you need to go in the red zones. Like and uh, you know, score some greasy goals maybe. And uh, you know, you see if you look on our goals, it uh, pays off for us. And uh, it's kind of was a game plan, so we try to keep it same way and uh, you know create traffic for us and uh, try to get rebounds. Front right loop. Ryan, what made your guys' line go tonight? And I know you and Dave have been playing together throughout in the playoffs. Do you feel like you guys had more offensive offensive support to give to maybe the top line and some of the other guys? And uh, what did Zach Sanford do to, to help out tonight? Uh, you know, he, he played a great game, start to finish. He was making plays at uh, you know key times, and we found a way to just we were tight in the forecheck. You know, we pressured them well. Um, you know, I think just as a group, being disciplined, I think really helped us kind of find a rhythm. Which just as you know, we kind of roll the lines a bit and kind of, you know, use that momentum with it with each other, I guess, to kind of keep building off it. And as you see, as the game got on, we you know we were wearing them down, and it just it was kind of we're kind of rolling shift after shift. Left side, third row, right. Uh, Vlad, you sit next to Ryan in the room. When a new guy like him comes in, um, and you see how hard he works and plays the right way, how much does that rub off on you and the rest of the team? What's a rub off means? How much do you learn from that? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I used to sit in a different spot before all the time, like on the side kind of, and uh, you know, it was uh, <laughs> kind of team decision put me in the middle, and you know, uh, we don't talk much in the start, but like the more we play together, we play more with each other and get to know each other more, you know, you just uh, know the personality more, and you look how hard he works on practices and everything, it just. Uh, you know, makes all of us better, and uh, you know his work effect in the games, and uh, just his uh, attitude. I don't know. I, I don't know this word, how to pronounce it, but the way he responds, and the way he practices all the time, and the way he been in the locker room, it's unbelievable, and give us a lot of uh, positive emotions, and uh, actually helps our team a lot. Right, for work. Right side, third row. Ryan, uh, on on the winning goal, were you surprised the puck bounced right to you, and how did you manage to shoot it all kind of in one motion? Um, yeah, just kind of with the way it was developed, we knew we were going to have something kind of to the net. Obviously, with Petro coming down there, um, yeah, I'm just trying to do what I can to get to that backside, and you know, it was just kind of you know, great great bounce that happens sometimes, and then I'm just trying to throw it on the net. So it's just. You know, sometimes you get those those bounces, and I was just lucky to be on that uh, that end of it. We'll do a few more uh, second round on the left. Uh, for Vlad and, and Alex, please. Um, the city obviously has rallied behind you guys during this run. How nice is it to reward them, if you will, for with a home win in the Cup final? Uh, it's been a long time, right? Um, city's been waiting a long time for this. We weren't too proud of last game, so uh, we really had to grab it and get ready for tonight. But you can see the buzz around the city and um, driving to the game. It's 
it's pretty fun to see. You got the Cardinals guys up there too, and it's what the city's about, right? It's a great sports city, underrated sports city, in my opinion. Fans are great, and they never gave up on us all year. Didn't give up on us here in the playoffs. We've been down. They just keep on cheering, keep on supporting us, and uh, we're putting on uh, the best effort we can for them. Yeah, especially you know, uh, I know some guys playing like first year here, but. You know, me and Petro playing for like six, seven years here in, you know, Petro Moria. And uh, <laughs> like every year you keep hearing it, like, let's go in the like, finals, let's go win the cup. And, you know, even after uh, last year, you hear it all summer to guys, people start believing in us and we feel it and give us uh, a really big emotional boost. And, uh, you know, like Petro said, you're driving around the city, you see let's go blues everywhere. It's just unbelievable time. So just try to enjoy it right now and make it happen. Two more questions, front right. Alex, uh, all the talk about Jordan and how he bounces back after a loss and whatnot, but he totally credited you guys for limiting the opportunities in front of him tonight. How were you able to do that? And you felt, do you feel like they didn't have too many sustained uh, shifts in the offensive zone? Yeah, when they did, it's the second opportunities that we were giving up. Um, a lot of them off the rush that they had last game. I know I've t we've talked about that. Forwards did a great job again. Anytime there's back pressure, allows us to. Uh, stay up a little bit tighter, limit those rush opportunities. And when we move the puck quick and we get through the neutral zone clean and play in the offensive zone, it's tough for them to get chances. So even on the power play, we were a little more aggressive tonight and uh, picked our spots uh, to be aggressive, and it was pretty effective for us. Last question, Brett. Uh, Ryan, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think earlier today you said you talked to your dad ahead of this game and that when you do that, it kind of gives you a different perspective. Uh, what did he say ahead of this game, and uh, are you going to call him before every game now? <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, I have a pretty good dialogue with my with my dad. Um, yeah, I was just kind of getting back to that mindset of uh, you know, leave it all out there. You know, stop uh, kind of overthinking the game and just kind of you know trust yourself more. And that's kind of what as a team we did. You know, from start to finish, guys just kept playing. And you know, when they made a push, we responded well and just we kept going one shift at a time. And it's uh, you know, talking to my dad, that was kind of for me personally that was trying the game I was trying to play and. You know, as a group, we brought that and worked tonight. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Craig, oh, oh, over here. Just can you share with us at all what you said to the team or maybe what some of the leaders said to lead to this response tonight after a, a five-goal loss the other night? Uh, nothing, nothing new than we say all the time. I don't like um, – like I said, our team responds pretty well to uh, things. They have all playoffs. Um, you know, we knew what we had to do tonight uh, to be a better team. Uh, first of all, our discipline was a lot better. And second of all, uh, just, like, I'm not saying that we, we were relentless, I thought, tonight. Like, we didn't, we didn't stop for 60 minutes. That's how I look at the game. You know, I think, our, you know, the guys were just, Hounding pucks and on pucks and, and working and reloading and doing all the little things right. Line changes were great. You know, getting fresh people out there was just uh, it was a pretty good game all around. Craig, what made your forecheck effective tonight? It seems like you had a response in after game two, they did after game three and made the adjustments and you did tonight. What do you feel like made yours yeah, I mean, effective? Puck placement. You know, we did a good job of putting pucks in where we had speed already going on to the puck, which is important, and getting there and making contact and having our second man in there quick. And what we did better tonight, again, okay, it, you know, 
we were stayed out of the penalty box. There wasn't a lot of penalties. We had a lot of five-on-five five play. And we had a lot of ozone time because of it. We did a good job of managing the, in the offensive zone, not throwing it away, working, keeping it, um, having some patience with it, you know, taking a good shot when we had one, but not getting it blocked, and then keep working it and grinding it. I thought we did a really good job there. Craig, you mentioned the relentless approach. How much does Ryan O'Reilly embody that, not just the first goal, the shorthanded break that he had, and then what he does in practice every day that maybe rubs off on your guys? Yeah, I mean, he's a hard worker. We all know that. Like, you know, day in and day out, there's there's hard to find a guy that works harder at, at his game. And, you know, he's always out there, whether it's an optional practice or whatever, always working and doing things and trying to get better. And, you know, it, the stuff pays off. Like, he, I thought he had a hell of a game tonight. Um, not just the goals, but... Just his approach to the game, I thought he was moving really well and um, strong on the puck. Did some real good things in all facets, penalty kill, power play, everything. Right side, second row, Jeremy. Craig, how courageous was that of Vince Dunn to get back in there three weeks after what happened, and what did you think of him? I thought he had a great game. Um, I really did. I, he didn't look like he missed a beat to me, but um, you know, moving his feet well, moving the puck well, um, you know, just the stuff that he does normally, you know. So it was good, really good to have him back for sure. I mean, you know, it's a tough injury, um, taking a puck in the face. and um, But, you know, he wants to be, you know, he, he felt good enough to play and uh, went in there and did a great job for us. Left side, second row. Uh, Coach, I imagine you take goals and contributions from anybody, but when your, your best players are your best players, how much does it uh, allow other players to get comfortable, get into the game, and is it easy for them to, to be led in that sense? Well, you know, your best players do have to be your best players for the most part. I mean, um, especially from an offensive side of things, you know, they have the talent and the capability of scoring and doing things like that. Um, you know, I thought that uh, our top guys were really good tonight. They produced for us tonight. But I'll tell you what, um, there's a lot of guys. Sunquist line was unreal tonight. They did a great job against Bergeron all night. Um, they had them out there almost every shift against Bergeron's line. I thought they did a hell of a job. Our decor was uh, exceptional tonight too. So it was a real team game. I, I, you know, I thought everybody contributed. Everybody was on the same page. Did a good job. Right side, third row, Chris. Craig, can you share with us why you chose to put Sanford with the O'Reilly group and what? about those three players allowed them to create so much offense tonight? Well, we had them together for a while this year. Uh, that's going. It was going back some time, uh, but they've been together a couple times. And, you know, they've they produced, an, you know, when we had them together. So I just thought it was just a little bit more of um, Sanford's, he's strong on the puck and he's got good puck skills uh, down low in, in, in the offensive zone. Uh, I really liked his game in game three. So I thought if I'd maybe put those guys back to get together, it might spark a little bit and get something going. And that was fortunately it did. That's, that was my thought process on it. We'll do three more questions, front right. Uh, you talk about Ryan O'Reilly's work ethic. He seems to bring a lot of passion and emotion uh, to his game. The things that he embodies, how do you think that rubs off on his teammates um, in an intangible way? Well, it has um, for quite some time now, I think. Um, you know, early on in the season, he gets here. He's feeling his way into the to our team and where he, 
you know, where he fits in and, and things like that. It's hard to be a vocal leader, and um, all you do is you go about your craft and your business. Uh, but over time, he's um, really gotten to be a good leader in the locker room, on the bench, vocally. Um, and obviously, uh, he leads by example on the ice, but it really has rubbed off on our team in a lot of ways to see his work ethic, and uh, he's, you know, been our maybe our best consistent player all year. So. Craig, you mentioned uh, Friday before game three that you, you wondered about them being too amped up. You think there's more of a sense of normalcy, and does that lead to more discipline after all of the emotion of the first playoff game here, their final game here? Yeah, uh, I said a game three, you know, you're always worried about that, especially uh, in the finals where game three is your first game at home. Um, I felt our team had a calmness about them today. Practices, you know, you guys might not notice stuff like that, but the practice was crisp and just calm, and I thought it was really good, and I thought, you know, I knew our guys were going to be ready tonight. And, you know, a game uh, three, a little bit too much emotion probably, and led to some frustration and uh, a little bit of composure issues throughout the game. Last question, front right. Craig, that shorthanded goal, you know, could, could have been devastating. What was the the bench like after that? And and obviously you had to like the response. Yeah, I, I did. I, you know, I thought our bench was fine. Um, you know, it's a tough tough one to give up for sure. Um, but I thought, you know, our bench was fine. I didn't feel like there was any panic in there. And, I, you know, I, we had a great second period too. It was unfortunate that that happened because, it, you know, that second period was as good as I've seen us play for a while. That is not an understatement at all. That second period was very good. The Blues look like the team they have when they started playing well in the second half of the season. Great forechecking. Not making mistakes. Good puck handling. Shooting when they should shoot. Not wasting shots. Jordan Bennington making some great saves. Playing great defense. Taking mistakes by the other team and turning them into scoring opportunities. That's why this team won game four. And if they continue to play like this, they're going to win this series. And I still stick to my guns. It's going to be a seven-game series. Would I love for the Blues to win the next two games and stop this at six games? Oh, heck, yes, I would. I think Boston's a very good team, and the Blues are going to have a tough couple games coming up. But I think if they continue to play like they did in this game, man, Boston's going to have a hard time. This is a team that I think is just destined to win this cup. Now, I got a lot of bad responses after game three saying I was negative against Jordan Bennington and how can I be negative? Hey, guys, I call it like I see it. I'm not being negative. I think Jordan Bennington is a great goaltender and I think he's still got time to learn. Yeah, he's what, 27, 28? But this was his first year in the NHL and it was only a partial year. The best partial year of any goaltender in history, and I will stand by that. But he's got time to grow, and I think he could be even better next year. But we'll just have to see. It could happen. I think he's only got room to grow, and I'm excited to see what he can do. But I'm really excited to see what this team can do over these next couple games. But I think we're in for a seven-game series, and we're just going to be on the edge of our seats for all of these remaining games. With that being said, I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. Until next time, you know how we do it. 
Let's go Blues! Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.